What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Josh, and welcome to a brand new show on the Geek Out Nerd Rage Network. That's right, I said network. So fear not, we'll still be releasing episodes on our flagship show with Rob and Will, but we do plan on adding more shows to the roster. So what's this show, you ask? This is episode one of the Filmiverse. It's a show all about the phenomenon that is cinematic expanded universes. We're talking Star Wars, the MCU, the DCU, Transformers, Dark Universe, Warner Brothers, Monsterverse. Honestly, the list goes on and on and on and we plan on covering as much of it as possible. With me today, we have a full cast of characters. So let's go ahead and introduce the panel. First off, we have Bruno, the only guy I know who still climbs a ladder to get into bed. How you doing? I'm doing great. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, thank you for asking. (laughs) Also joining us is a person who's probably spent more time in a comic book shop than even I have, Chachi. What's up? I I don't think that's true. I I saw your comic book collection and I... (laughs) My comic book nerd inside of me was very uh, emasculated. You literally said that you woke up today at like some absurd time and just started reading comic books. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I've been reading comic books all morning, but like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> just damn. <It> just damn. <laughs> also with us today is Megan, whose day job is corralling small children and shaping them into civilized human beings. So, you know, this might actually be a good fit for you. Yeah, uh, I made sure that I brought food for us in the morning to keep my role as the official adult in this room in check. I just want to say it wasn't very healthy food, though. I was like, you know, orange slices or something like that maybe would have been better. I mean, <laughs> you guys are akin to children, so what do kids want? Do they want orange slices or do they want right. cinnamon Cin- rolls? Cinnamon rolls make more sense. <laughs> and last, uh, but some might say, I guess they could say not least, uh, we've got a world's only certified chest hair model, Brendan. It really is impressive. How do you do it, and does it involve special shampoo? The answer is no special shampoo. Right. I just wash my body normally. Washing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to do it every few days because you need a little bit of like oil, so that it kind of like gives it a little bit of that. Machine. You just Sheen. let you let your beard oil drip down in your chest hair. That's right. the secret, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was part of his chest. It just goes like right into it. It's actually just one braided well, bit I mean, of hair. If you look at it, yeah, I mean, it's it's getting pretty close. Yeah. You're, you've you've got that land bridge going. Yeah, it's it's, it's getting close. Should have worn a button up. Yeah, I, that, you should you should not worn a shirt at all. Yeah, bad day on our t-shirt. We have to turn this into a video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> People are just not going to understand what we're talking about at all. <laughs> Comic-Con just happened in D23, right in a row, so there's a crap ton of news as far as comic book universe goes and even uh, Star Wars, stuff like that, so let's uh, jump into the topics. While there wasn't any new information released about the Han Solo movie or what the next standalone anthology movie is going to be for Star Wars, we did get a new behind-the-scenes sizzle reel for The Last Jedi. They did the same thing for Force Awakens, and it looked really cool, and I don't know, I, I feel like this is a better way of doing a trailer, like type thing a promotional because i like not having any story at all in there you don't really have anything that tells you what to expect as far as the plot goes but you have the world building in there and like the characters and just seeing them having fun almost makes me want to see it more than any trailer could i don't know do you agree with that or do you think you would rather have seen a full trailer no actually i honestly agree with that i hate watching trailers especially nowadays everything is given away within you know the first two minutes of the trailer and then you kind of watch the movie you're like yeah i kind of expected or i could derive all that uh, you couldn't really derive much of the plot from this, other than that the stormtroopers must have to reach stuff off of high shelves because they have that little claw grabber thing <laughs> that I saw. But yeah, no, I actually prefer this. I think the only other movie that I actually liked the trailer for was Pacific Rim because it only showed the first 15 minutes of the movie in the trailer, and then everything else after that, brand new. So no, I agree with you 100%. Like, I like that the way they did this. 
So, like, one of the other things that surprised me was the fact that they showed Carrie Fisher. I don't want to say surprised me, but, like, every time these come out, I kind of forget the time that they were recording and, like, no one knew she was in bad health or anything like that. So, the fact that you see her so full of joy and her having lines in there about being all about family and all that kind of stuff. Still, to this day, like, every time I see her, I'm just like... (gasps) Do you have the same reaction, Megan, or do you think they're using her too much in these, like, almost as a cheap way of uh, getting publicity for the movie? I don't think it's a cheap way. I think it is a way to tug at your heartstrings. I think it's intentional, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody who is interested in the Star Wars universe knows Carrie Fisher. So showing her in it, showing her saying something so deep and profound about the movie, about why she loves it, that's just a way to draw people in. But I think it's it's tasteful. Yeah. I, I think it's well done, and I think people appreciate it. Any other thoughts about the trailer or the sizzle reel? So, I'm, I like this as a real. I try not to watch trailers, to be honest with you, because a lot of times they'll give away big things, like the funniest moments in the movie, the funniest lines. Big, big plot points can sometimes be shown and given away in trailers, and that annoys me. So, I enjoy this as a real. One thing I did really, really like about it was that it did uh, expand upon the different aliens and the animals that you you see a lot of time in passing. Every once in a while, they're a character that speaks. But in this, we saw like the fox that they were working on. You saw some of the other different aliens, and I thought that was amazing, and I love that. It brings me back to like Dark Crystal and Pan's Labyrinth. Or not Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Crystal Very and different Labyrinth. movies. Don't get yeah. confused. <laughs> Just to see that in, I, I really enjoyed that. I feel like one of the reasons that is because they're actually doing practical special effects like they did with the last movie, which is great. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of CG in this. Any modern movie is going to have plenty of CG, but the fact that they're still doing the pra- practical special effects. And something that I found different in this one is they have kind of like a lavish planet they're going to. I forget the name of the planet, but uh, it's going to be a planet where there's essentially like, looks like a whole bunch of high rollers and all that kind of stuff. You don't really see that much in the Star Wars universe. It's usually kind of like sandy and run down, besides the prequels, which... Let's not talk about that. Um, but Chachi, what do you think about that? Do you think that it's going to be weird having like a a baller, uh, you know, city in the show? No, I don't think so. I mean, you said, you know, pretty much every every Star Wars movie has a very similar uh, landscape. So we're talking what eight movies so far, mm-hmm. if you include Rogue One. So yeah, it'd be nice to have a fresh change of scenery. What do you think about the surreal overall? I mean, I liked it. I don't really have anything else to add. I was started laughing when we were watching it because I just watched the Star Wars, uh, the trailer that has Tommy Wiseau in it. Mm-hmm. And so every time I see Mark Hamill, all I think of is, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and, then, and then him throwing the football at, at Luke like six times during the trailer. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't even know how to segue off of that one. So, uh, Brandon, what do you think about the Sister Real? Uh, I, I think it's great, and I agree a lot with both Bruno and Megan's assertions. I think it, it does a great job of hyping the movie in all the right ways. It shows like all the things that we love about Star Wars. Again, practical effects, the the kind of like the grand scope that that they're kind of aiming for here with this one. And even still kind of like bringing back the concept of like light and dark still. Just even like you can kind of see because they showed... Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, you know, doing a few different scenes, and then at one point you you see uh, Ray, you know, running with the lightsaber. You know, it kind of like again, just kind of bringing it all back. You're like, yes, this is what we've been kind of waiting for as a as a Star Wars film. And 
I also kind of one thing I did really enjoy was like the scene where they show uh, Mark Hamill with the green around his fingers because like he has the robotic hand and like that's how they do the green screening for. I was like, oh. Yeah, nice. I saw that, and I was like, what the hell's... Oh, robot hand. <laughs> That's right, robot hand, robot yeah. hand. He doesn't actually have a robot hand in real life. <laughs> As being someone who's, like, super into special features, like, these... I could watch these all day. Like, I, I think I spent four hours watching behind-the-scenes stuff for Blade Runner the other day. <laughs> it, it, it was, like, a full-on documentary. I, I loved every minute of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for these, so... For myself, it, it's... I would rather almost have only these come out and no trailers ever come out because I would rather be completely surprised by the trailers than know exactly what the scene's going to play out as. Right. What surprised no one, uh, DC released a new trailer for the upcoming Justice League movie. In it, we get a glimpse of a post-Superman world. We all just watched this trailer again, and I, I feel like every time I watch it, I'm getting less hype about it. When I first watched it, I was super like, oh, cool, all right, cool, this looks great. But like every single time I've watched it since... You're kind of seeing still the 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 weird tone that DC's going with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't want to give too many of my opinions away. First off, but Bruno, what do you think? Um, I'm sort of in the same boat. I I just don't get excited for anything DC anymore. Like some of the sh- the action looks good, some of the shots look good, but I just I don't care. I'm sort of maybe in the minority. I just kind of want this run to be over. So they can reboot it again and maybe do better. <laughs> but just to me, I just don't I don't care, unfortunately. I, I wish I could. There's tons of characters that I love in it, and I like them individually, but I just I, I just can't get excited for it. Megan, you feel the same way? I do. I am optimistic that it will be better than Batman vs. Superman, that's for sure. I do want to say that I have, like, a dwindling relationship with DC because they've canceled every single comic that I read by them. And one of them being Red Lanterns, because the Red Lanterns are my favorite, besides Martian Manhunter, which they also canceled. (laughs) We know we will never see Martian Manhunter in these movies. It's a thing. We have Superman. Martian Manhunter is the better Superman, in my opinion, because he actually has empathy on, like, Superman most of the time. But they did mention lanterns in the, the trailer, which is something that I'm hopeful for because I've always had a love for the lanterns, more specifically the red lanterns. That's something that m- could happen maybe someday, fingers crossed. But just the mention of the lanterns made me a little bit more hopeful that maybe something will happen that I'll be interested in. So, like, I, I hear what you're saying. I do think it's possible, and I feel like it's more possible than not because we have Jeff Johns helming this. He's the creative director of all this. So if Jeff Johns is the one directing all this and going forward, he's the one that created the Red Lanterns. He's the one that created the color scheme with the Lanterns. So, I mean, this could definitely happen, and I feel like it will happen. I just don't know if we're going to have time for it to develop into that before they have to reboot it all over again. Um, One of the other things that came out about this trailer, or before the trailer came out, was that Ben Affleck might not be staying on as Batman. He's pretty much given his opinion to, you know, not publicly, but internally, that he isn't really into this. He did come out during Comic-Con, though, before the trailer was shown and said, like, you know, I'm here, I'm loving this franchise, anything this director does, I'll be a part of, blah, 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 but it didn't really feel like a sure thing. Chachi, would you be upset if Ben Affleck left? Uh, I would a little bit, actually. Um, I I like his take on Batman because it's the very angry, bitter Batman. But the pro- so whenever I first saw Bat- Batman Superman, I was pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, you know, he's a really great Bruce Wayne too. But he's actually not great at all <laughs> because he just is—he's just Batman in a suit. You know, 
he's just always angry all the time. His 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 Bruce Wayne and his Batman are just always angry, and that's okay when you're Batman. But when you're Bruce Wayne, you got to put on a different face. You have to not get like the pretty boy, like happy yeah. Bruce Wayne feel from ben yeah, Affleck, or like ever. you know Christian Bale like falling asleep during meetings because he already knew what was happening. You know you don't you don't get that from this one, but that's. That also is probably just a byproduct of the horrible, horrible story of Batman versus Superman. That movie was awful. <laughs> and, you know, going into this trailer, there's so many things about that movie that just don't make this trailer make sense. You know, Batman is talking about how Superman is a beacon of hope and he makes everyone see, like, the better side of themselves. But he spent the entire movie hating Superman only to have this revelation whenever he found out that his mother's name was also Martha. You know, so why, how, I, I just, I don't get it. Do we know how much time has gone between this movie and the, the previous one? Uh, I, I think, so they, they start looking for uh, the, you know, what is now the Justice League at the very end. Like, he already knows where everyone is. He's just collecting them. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be very long. But we don't know exactly. Because I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to give them a pass for some things, and that's one of them, because I feel like maybe Batman has come around and he understands now it's been a while. So, like, his feelings could be justified. But, yeah, I yeah, hear what you're saying. That's, that's, that's a major, like, character point that they're developing off screen, you know? It's like, that's fair. Yeah. I hate you. Oh, uh, why did you say her name? <laughs> why did you say that name? Oh, I love you now. I, uh, all off screen. What? We're reliving the, the terribleness that is. Just frat boys. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Whoa, the same name. That's awesome. Brandon, do you have any shine of a hope for us here? Like, are you... <laughs> uh, um, you know, and, you know, from, from coming more of a Marvel background, I'm not a huge DC universe. I've never really read the comics like a handful of people in this room have. But uh, just as a film watcher and um, kind of comparing the new universes I do know of Marvel versus DC... I don't have much more hope than the rest of this group is giving, <laughs> but at the same time, I think I can see it kind of had this Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it to some degree. You know, you kind of got this this band of heroes kind of who don't really know each other all that well, and you kind of you put them together, and maybe some maybe there's some chemistry in there that does work. You know, I always have hope for Jason Momoa. I, I mean, I don't think anyone in this room doesn't love that guy in at least some way. I mean, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, like Cal Drogo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lord, <laughs> so I guess they can't see that. And I mean the you know Wonder Woman, um, blanking on her name. Gal Gadot. Gadot. I can never say Gal Gadot. Gadot. GG. Yeah. GG. Gal Gadot. Okay. Or you know Diana. Diana. <laughs> yeah. So you know I I want to say I know a lot of people were very happy with her interpretation of Wonder Woman. So there's hope there. And I did like all the scenes, including the Flash. I thought he was kind of fun. I think is this the first Flash? First time we've, Flash has been in a film? We've seen him in Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Yeah. We've seen, like, video footage of him. Okay. And we saw a weird, like, one second thing where he comes back and tells Superman, or sells Batman. Oh. It's a weird Flash thing that... We don't oh, know if that's weird... him, though. Yeah, they said it was. He, like, yeah. Well, no. What ha He ran so fast that he was able to get into Bruce Wayne's dream. Or maybe it was a... Pa like, yeah, it's weird. So, that actually... Let's just write that. <laughs> Josh, do you have another point that you want to make about this? Oh, no. We started talking about Wonder Woman. And then, honestly, if 
if everyone in this movie dies but Wonder Woman, I will be so happy. Because <laughs> she is the best thing about the DC Universe, and she's the only thing that makes me excited for this movie. Oh, maybe The Flash, too. He has some pretty funny moments. Well, there's a reason why the beginning of the trailer starts with Wonder Woman, because of how well that movie did. You, yeah. I don't think we would have seen the beginning of this like we did uh, if it wasn't for the fact that that Wonder Woman movie did such a good job. I would actually go as far as saying that, I mean, that first... You know, 25, 30 seconds of that trailer, I got chills. I, I thought it was great. It, you know, we, yeah. we discussed briefly before this uh, the idea that it almost felt like Dark Knight at the beginning, and you see Wonder Woman show up, and she just looks fantastic, and kind of, you're like, oh man, you're almost kind of thinking, like, do we just, is this just, let's just make a Wonder Woman too. <laughs> yeah, like, can we just do that now? Let's not bring Batman into this. <laughs> let's just, she can lead. I'd be perfectly yeah. fine with that. Oh, where, where is the Gotham Bat? Who cares? Let him stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Retirement, where he should be. And, so, I just want to bring one more point up about this, because it was also announced that the new Flash movie will be in development, mm-hmm. and that it's going to be called Flashpoint. For anyone who's a comic book fan, they know that Flashpoint is a kind of a way... It will, in any comics, they reboot the, the universe every once in a while, just to bring in new fans and to make it less complicated. Sorry. Every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I have one more thing I just thought of that i'd like to add is it is it strange that every character that moves at the speed of light is always like the comedic relief in every movie did anyone remember quicksilver from all of the x-men movies like he was the best part well the marvel one wasn't as funny and that's why he died exactly oh, that's right. why he didn't he make it yeah. Killed him off. <laughs> good point in the worst avengers movie so far um but yeah anyway uh flashpoint i feel like if ben affleck does leave they have an out because they could do Flashpoint and then that could rewrite history and then we could get a new Bruce Wayne and uh, it's going to be complicated. It's going to be comic book movie God. stupidness but you know what? It would work and maybe this brings in Army Hammer. That's been the rumor that Army <laughs> Hammer wants to be Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I'm getting some major sour looks here. What's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, so they did an X-Men with Days of Future Past. They just don't care about uh, continuity in X-Men. <laughs> well, no, I mean they 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 basically were like, "Oh, everyone Wolverine, you're going to go back, you're going to go back in time yeah. and rewrite everything so the first 3 movies didn't happen." So, if they do that, if they do that in Flashpoint or whatever, that would be okay. Yeah. But it I works mean, for Marvel. But I mean, goddamn. Like <laughs> the movies are better now here's with a, Marvel than they were prior. Here's a point. Yeah. You even mentioned it. Like they it kind of you got the Guardians of the Galaxy feel like, "Oh, it worked in Marvel." They need to stop chasing Marvel. They need to stop trying to replicate Marvel in some of these. And they sort of are, but it's not working for them. Like how do they do that? I agree with you, but they they have to try because Marvel is just this machine that really doesn't do anything wrong and i don't think it's the tone of the movies that's the problem it's not the like a lot of people think marvel is lightheartedness and goofy and funny i don't that's not necessarily true we're, we're yeah. seeing marvel movie after marvel movie have different feels and different genres almost like you have the spy movie with winter soldier you have the the buddy cop type feel with like it, they have different feels in these movies and maybe that's it maybe dc is trying too hard to make it superhero-esque every yeah. single time they're they're trying to make it like all dark and gritty and stuff and like they're because they're, it worked so well with Christian Bale. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. The one they had going. People just... hearken Dark Knight is one of the greatest bat. It is the greatest Batman movie of all time in my opinion. And that's the yeah. type of Batman they're trying to go with Ben Affleck. They're trying to make him the comic book Dark Knight Batman, where he's you know sour all the time and bitter and the old man because that's how he's portrayed in the Dark Knight comic series. But the thing is, is 
you, you had things in that comic that made it work that you're not implementing in the movies. They earned the Dark Knight by having him be a different type of character throughout the comics and then seeing what he turned it into. Mm-hmm. They haven't earned the, the grizzled Dark Knight feel in this series yet. The other One of the reasons that the Dark Knight works so well, like the, the Christian Bale version, is there was no other super-powered people. It was just, it was Batman and, you know, the shithole that was Gotham City. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> And they make a brief mention of that kind of in this uh, trailer where you have Alfred saying, you know, I miss the days where all we had to worry about was wind up uh, exploding penguins. Right. Like, they, they they recognize the fact that there was a time where it was just Batman being Batman. And I kind of, like, they say that, but all I can think of is, like, I wish you would make those movies because those movies would be so much better. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see Batman be Batman. Well, when they said that, all I could think of was Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> I would be okay with that. Can Danny DeVito come back as Penguin? Would that be okay? I would be very happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm in. Oh. I love the Timber. All right, all right uh, huge tangent. Uh, yes, yeah. One last thing about DC News. Uh, they announced the Shazam movie, which is interesting because they also announced that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, will not be in the Shazam movie, even though he's going to be playing Black Adam in a separate movie, apparently. Again, DC's kind of uh, murky with this information. They don't really tell you a timeline when these are going to come out. There's like, yeah, we're going to make this, and we're going to make this. Who knows when? But yeah, so now we know that there's going to be a Shazam movie. We don't have any actors casted for it yet, but we do have a director, David Sandberg. Are you guys excited for a Shazam movie? Do you think it's weird that they're announcing a Shazam movie before they announce a, I don't know, Flash movie for sure, or a Green Lantern movie. <laughs> Chachi, you look like you're. I just, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't. It's so everything about what they're doing is just so confusing. They don't know what they want to do. And I will say this about DC: their animated series are way better than anything that Marvel does. And there's a, a Shazam versus Superman movie, which is fantastic. And so I could get behind a Shazam movie if it wasn't done by this DC universe. I just don't care about it at all. I mean, if one of the things we're complaining about is dark and grittiness, I feel like Shazam would be a great opportunity to make something that's not dark and gritty. I mean, uh, Megan, do you agree with that? Do you think that... I I have some words. Okay. I have some words. Um, (laughs) I I feel like this will be the the funny version to to make it lighthearted. I do feel like that'll probably be what they do with this. Because Shazam, Billy Batson is a child who gains the power of several different people from, I don't want to say gods, because they're not all gods. And yeah, it's like, isn't Merlin one of them? Like no. Shazam? No, so I have, I have this Yeah, here. do you have the list? I always forget the list. His name is an acronym. Yes. Shazam mm-hmm. is an acronym, which originally started out as Captain Marvel, then they got sued and they couldn't use it anymore, so they changed it to Shazam. <laughs> Whoops! So, Shazam stands for Solomon, okay. Hercules. Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Mercury. So you have Greek gods, half-gods, Greek mythology. Then you have Solomon, who has nothing to do with Greek mythology. Then you have Mercury, who's a Roman god. So there's... And then Atlas is technically a titan. You have all this, this complicated mixture here that doesn't make any sense as to why you've put them together. There's no cohesion there. You have Black Adam, who thankfully has all of the powers of Egyptian gods, so at least they stayed on <laughs> Consistent with that one, at least. Yeah. It's very annoying to me. That, and there's been so many problems with Shazam itself between, like, the, the whole being sued early on and the whole concept of, well, Billy Batson's, like, a nine-year-old boy. He grows up to be this 
or not he grows up, but his powers to turn to this hunk and hulk of a man, yeah. and then there are love interests involved. I bet you 100% that we're oh. going to see one, we're going to see them drop the whole acronym thing. We're going to see them drop his age. I got a feeling he's not going to be a nine-year-old. Maybe a high schooler at, at you know, youngest. Played um, by a 27-year-old. Played by a 27-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Toby McGuire, actually, I think is in that. I'm lying, I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> But no, like I, I got a feeling they're going to change a lot of things with this movie. Hopefully they do because I, like you said, there's a lot of issues, a lot of issues. Why couldn't they make a movie about Martian Manhunter? They could. I, <laughs> I feel like this might be an extra grinding, but yeah, okay. So I feel like it could definitely happen. They're not. They don't have no issue with having two separate people play the same character because they have the DC universe and the uh, television series on WB. And they have all these characters in the WB. So like, Martian Manhunter is being portrayed right now in the WB. So it's not like it can't happen. So, yeah. I mean, he's on Supergirl. And yeah, that's Supergirl what I'm saying. Supergirl like, is okay. It's gotten better. It season, has gotten better. Season 2 was a lot better. Season 3, they showed a trailer for it at Comic-Con. And it actually looked pretty cool. Brittany, you haven't said anything about Shazam. What do you think? Uh, I don't know anything about Shazam other than what was just said in this room. As far as that said, they announced it. And it was like, Chosh, I don't care. Yeah. Like, Okay, another person. Is it go tie in with everything else? Is it? If it just feels like this overall arc that they're trying to do, if they are trying to do this overall arc, is not working for them. We and could see a situation though where just like with Guardians of the Galaxy, no one knew who those guys were, and then Marvel was able to make a complete you know movie and not be fettered down by all the lore because no one cared. So maybe with their thing with Shazam, they have the same opportunity where they have a fresh slate that they can do whatever they want, and no one's gonna, you know, the fanboys aren't gonna be all up in arms because they changed something from the comic books. If if they do that, then I'm okay with. Like, yeah. if, like I guess I just don't know enough about Shazam, and I haven't seen a trailer other than just them announcing it. Yeah. Um, the director is interesting since he's typically a horror film guy, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very curious about. I was gonna say the, the the main difference between like Marvel doing Guardians of the Galaxy and DC doing Shazam is that Marvel already had like a proven track record up until this point. And so they were able to take a gamble, but you know, it wasn't too big of a gamble, you know. DC the DC universe can't even get their core characters right and these core movies right. So like why try to introduce more stuff into this murky universe that you have? It's it's just it's <laughs> foolish. <laughs> Bring anything to add to that. Uh so it, I was going to say the same exact thing. I Sorry. think that the reason that we we compare Shazam to Guardians in the sense that like it may work because it's a clean slate, mm-hmm. but you're right. What Chacha said is exactly correct in the sense that Guardians work so well because Marvel already had a great track record going into this. Like Avengers was fantastic. Now, granted, if if Justice League if they pull it off and Justice League is great, it may ch- start pushing things in the other direction for DC. It has come. This is a lot of the weight right now on future movies rides on Justice League because Avengers. I mean, think about it. Before Avengers, we had some movie that people were excited about. Iron Man, people were excited about Thor. Thor was not particularly yeah. great. The Hulk was not a particularly great movie. I mean, it was basically Iron Man and not even the first Captain America movie was that great. It wasn't until Winter Soldier that it took off. Yeah. But then you had the Avengers, and the Avengers changed the game. And I think that's what DC needs to do here, is that Justice League needs to change the game so that movies like Shazam could have a chance going forward where people are willing to give it that opportunity. How hopeful are we that they change the game with Justice League? 
I mean, if you're listening to the Rounders table, a lot of people are not hopeful <laughs> at all. Right. Um, I will say that they've already had this opportunity once with Suicide Squad. That was another property that no one knew anything about. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. They had this opportunity where no one knew anything about the Suicide Squad. They didn't know, like, there was no baggage going into that. They could have done, they had a clean slate. They could have done whatever they wanted to, and they still didn't do a good job. So the fact that they have another clean slate with Shazam, I'm not exactly excited for. How many I, chances do we give them? <laughs> I just, I just don't want them to screw it up too badly because then what happens if it gets it's so bad that they cancel Wonder Woman, right? That's that. I, I feel like what they would do instead of canceling Wonder Woman because they're not going to cancel a property that works. They're just going to strip away the rest of the DCU and Wonder Woman's only going to be there. They're going to reboot it and then have Wonder Woman. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a mess. It's it really it's, is. It's a, it's a disaster. All right, let's let's move on to Marvel. <laughs> Please, thank you. <laughs> because yeah, Yay. there's some um, some great things for Marvel. Uh, a lot of it was off camera. We'll talk about that later. But first off, they did show to the public the Thor, the new Thor Ragnarok trailer. Um, it featured a uh, chatty Hulk, which was interesting. A more cheerful Thor. A whole completely different tone than we've seen in a Thor movie, and also a vengeful Hello, which was badass. I'll just start with my feelings about this trailer. I feel like this is much needed for Thor. I've been a fan of the idea of a Thor movie for a long time, but I feel like neither Thor movie executed it very well. You have what you could have a fantasy realm type feel in a Marvel movie. And I feel like that's what the one genre they haven't really hit yet was like a fantasy type feel. And this looks like it's getting a little bit closer, but I'm worried. The only thing I'm worried about this is that they're making it more like Guardians of Galaxy. It's going to be more of a sci-fi feel than a fantasy feel. But from what I did see, it looks great. And I, I like the fact that Thor looks like he's a lot more cheerful and it's going to be more funny. Yeah, that's my feelings. Uh, Bruno, what do you think of the trailer? Uh, I was super, super excited for this. Since the first trailer, um, I was super excited for it because I don't read a lot of the superhero-esque comics, but some of the few that I've read, like Planet Hulk, I'm excited for because they're sort of throwing Planet Hulk within Thor. They don't have the rights to do a Thor, or sorry, a, a Hulk standalone movie. Um, I feel like uh, Universal still has those rights. So this Maybe. is kind of like their yes. way of doing a Hulk movie without doing a Hulk movie. That's exactly what's happening. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited for that. I really am. I mean, I think everyone, as we watched this trailer earlier, uh, was super excited for it, which was the di a way different tone than the DC. Uh, we even got to the point where, like, we're just making quips about, oh, man, why can't he wait till the door opens to break through? Why does Hulk have to destroy everything? I mean, that's what Hulk does, but it's just, it's super fun. It's exciting. Like, I'm everyone is excited for this, that they start pointing out all these fun little things to talk about, and it just, yeah, I'm excited. I can't <laughs> wait. Like, I'm super pumped for this movie. Megan, what do you think of it? I am excited, not just for that. I am excited because of the director, specifically. <clears throat> it's Taika Waititi. Okay. He is uh, a New Zealander who has made such some amazing movies. He made the the vampire movie, uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, What We Do in the Shadows. Awesome. And there's going to be a sequel called Werewolves. <laughs> we are wolves about the werewolves in the movie. Hilarious. He has done such a great job on his previous movies. They're all independent movies. Uh, Jermaine Clement is in it a lot. Jermaine Clement is a longtime favorite. Flight of the Concords. Just fun sci-fi movies. I have so much optimism for this movie just based on the director and how I think he's going to bring the things that Thor has been lacking, the movies, into this movie and bring it together. Just watching the trailer, I'm like... Thor had none of these components that made it good. And it's not just because it was funny. You know, Marvel does a good job at funny. Just, there were so many aspects of watching it that made it seem like 
it, it would just, it's going to be a better Thor movie. I was so excited to see Valkyrie on that horse, so angelic looking. She didn't look like this, just a beautiful woman, mm -hmm. like, you know, Jane's been portrayed for the most part. I mean, she had some capabilities <laughs> prior, but for the most part, not very many. So it's nice to see you, you have Valkyrie in there just owning it. Hella looks fucking amazing. Excuse me. I mean, I know we're allowed to swear. We're allowed to swear on the podcast. It's okay. She looks amazing. It's only the internet listening. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm just very excited for everything I've seen and everything I've heard. Yeah. Uh, so, Tachi, do you think this movie was maybe 100 times better or 150 times better because there was no Natalie Portman? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Remember that whole Natalie Portman plot yeah, with Thor? Yeah, yeah, yeah God, that's, that's gone. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't really care about any of that stuff at all. Um, I'm, I'm in the minority here. Like, I, I actually like the first two Thor movies. Um, and what I'm, what I'm afraid of for this, for this movie, and don't get me wrong, I'm like super excited about it. I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, I told you guys, I've watched the trailer like twenty times already. Um, but. I don't want them to turn Thor into a goofball because he's not, that's not his character. Like, he is a kind of serious-ish, uh, more stoic character, and he, that's what he was in the first two movies, and, like, maybe he's, maybe he's just a boring character for a standalone movie. Um, they're trying to, like, make him more goofy and, like, more funny and stuff, and, like, that's okay if it works, but that's not what the character is. One of the, one of the other things that I'm like super excited about is um, Hulk talking. I mean, I yeah. I just every, that 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 scene where they're talking at the end of the trailer just makes me laugh every single time. I believe Mark Ruffalo was giving an interview and he said that in this time period between this movie and uh, I think Avengers would have been the last one he was in uh, that he's been. Hulk for two years. He hasn't changed back into Bruce Banner for two whole years. Mm -hmm. So that's why maybe we were seeing a more controlled Hulk where he has the ability to speak better. Yeah, I mean, this this is basically, like Bruno said, this is going to be Planet Hulk in the uh, MCU because mm -hmm. Universal still has the rights to Hulk movie, and this is the only way to have like have Hulk be a, a featured character uh, without, you know, breaking their agreement with Universal. Um, but yeah, like in the in the comics, you know, at, at some point, Bruce Banner becomes like unnecessary, and their minds meld, mm -hmm. and so basically you have the Hulk with the brain of of Bruce Banner. Do you think this also might be a way for them to maybe keep around a character without having to worry about the actor leaving or getting old? Because in theory, CG Hulk, you could keep around for the entire time and not need. Ruffalo, if he decides he wants to leave. Ruffalo does not want to leave. Yeah, but he's getting older. All of them are getting older. So I mean, at some point, this Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be full with a whole bunch of 50-year-olds. And that's it's not going to really work for some of them. But for the Hulk, it works fine because who cares? It's He's a CG monster. Ruffalo could play this character up until his 80s because he just you know put on the little dots on his face and say the lines. <laughs> True, but I mean, it's still cheaper to have an actor do it. No, you're right, yeah. And I, I, I don't feel, feel like they're trying to... like push him out of the, the universe, but I do feel like this might be a cool way to keep Hulk around longer than you can other characters like Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is just a way for them to have Hulk have his own movie. It's a Thor movie, but I mean, let's be honest. This is Planet Hulk. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, it's the plot for Planet Hulk. As soon as they came out with that, like, his whole garb that he comes out in the arena with, I'm like, oh, crap, that's right out of Planet Hulk. This is mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, 
Brennan, do you feel like uh, this is going to be more Hulk's movie than Thor's movie? Possibly. I mean, they definitely portray that slightly in the, in the trailers that this you could very much like Hulk make Hulk the forefront of this movie. I mean, if you think back to even something like Winter Soldier, I mean, like Black Widow played a really big part of, of Winter Soldier. You know, it was very much kind of like they were sidekicks for almost the entire movie. I mean, yes, it was Captain America's movie, but don't don't make it say like it was also a Black Widow movie in mm-hmm. my opinion too. Hashtag best Marvel movie ever. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's it's debatable. I mean, I yeah. feel like there's yeah. so many different genres but in Marvel that yeah, it's yeah, it's hard yeah, to say. Yeah. Hashtag best Marvel movie ever. <laughs> Hashtag we're not going on this tangent. <laughs> Hashtag Chaka has spoken. But no, I I I, I one I'm I'm. Uh, in the majority here in that I was not crazy about the first two Thor movies. I mean, they're they're fine in their own right. I mean, they're enjoyable to watch, but at the same time, they're not... Like, they're, they're to me, they were forgettable. I don't even remember who the bad guy was in the second movie. I mean, I watched it twice. Okay. Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, that's all yeah. I remember. It yeah. was like, oh yeah, the guy who played the first yeah. Doctor. The, doctor. The, the, second, the, second, the second Thor movie was just a way to get an Infinity Stone in the yeah. universe. Right. That, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And as a vehicle for that, it's unfortunate. So... Uh, but yeah, Ragnarok, I mean, the the poster I saw where like they have kind of like oh, Hulk yes. at the back and then you've got Hela and then you've got Thor and then I think underneath that is... Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He's in the center. Jeff Goldblum's in the very center of This it, could be know? a movie about Jeff Goldblum and I would oh, I'd be so happy about that. <laughs> I, I would love a Jeff Goldblum movie. <laughs> well, there's, okay, there's two things that nobody brought up. Well, there's one thing that I'm surprised nobody brought up. Meow Meow's gone. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that because like... I think there's this there's this uh, common misconception that Thor's power is derived from Mjolnir, mm-hmm. and that's not true no. at all. Um, that was the plot point in the first movie because basically Odin was like, uh, "You're fucking up, so <laughs> you need to get your shit together, or else you can't have your sort your uh, your favorite toy back." So, um, but what I like is at the end of the trailer, whenever he's on. Um, what the hell's the Rainbow name? Bridge? The Rainbow Bridge called? What's it actually called? I always call it the Rainbow Bridge. It's called right. something else. Yeah, that's not what the <laughs> mythical name of the bridge is. The Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Come on. So he's, 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 on the, he's on the Rainbow Bridge, yeah. and he's just like all lightning powered up. And so, like, hopefully, this this is going to be a, a story of self discovery again for Thor. So, like, we're gonna bump him back up to uh, another power level, possibly. I want to bring up with you mentioning that he no longer has Mjolnir. We saw in Homecoming the mention of Thor's belt. Oh, yeah. Which Thor's belt is, in the comics, something used to help him wield Mjolnir. And so I know that's like a little bit of a tangent. I It was a little neat Easter egg to see that mentioned mm-hmm. and then to see now he no longer has Mjolnir. So I don't know if we'll see Thor's belt again in the future without it, but I thought it was a, an interesting Easter egg slash association. And that kind of brings me back to the fact that I feel like they missed an opportunity with Thor because like you said, they're making him a comic relief character almost. I understand that you probably can't do the art thou type stuff in the movies and make you take it seriously because it sounds silly, but I almost wanted to see Thor turn into a D&D campaign. Like I want to see like I want to see <laughs> Thor with his, you know, band of like Vikings with him like yes. going to other planets and doing quests. Like it would have been so cool. I love the direction they take they're taking it cuz I like Planet Hulk, but it doesn't feel to me like it feels like a missed opportunity. It really could have been the fantasy realm of the Marvel MCU, but instead it's going to be another kind of like cosmic 
branch of the Marvel MCU, mm-hmm. which is fine, but I don't know. Like I, I feel like I still am missing the fantasy element in the Marvel MCU. Then they could have done it with Thor easily. Is this is this going to be the movie where the Guardians of the Galaxy finally meet the the, the heroes from Earth? I mean, they're both in space, so space is massive, though. Come on, but but so at the in the credits to Guardians of the Galaxy two, you know, like how they have all the player cards and stuff. Jeff Goldblum's in there, and he didn't show up in the movie yeah. at all. So, like, I, I feel like this is this is one of their last chances to build that bridge between the two. This is the connection. It, ha- it has to be. So, they showed footage for um, Infinity War. They have not shown it to the public. One of the things that in, that's in that footage is Thor floating in space and the Guardians finding him. And then he gets put onto uh, the ship, and they revive him, and he's like, who the hell are you guys? So... Thor is going to meet the Guardians. I don't know if it's going to happen at the beginning of Infinity Wars or if that was actually going to be footage that's going to be shown at the end of Thor Ragnarok. I would not be surprised if it's at the end of Thor Ragnarok. I, yeah, that's that's I my know. guess. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it, what, They're going to have him floating out in space at the end of the movie and then suddenly, you know, after the credits, you see the Guardians pick him up. And it's like, oh! <laughs> so that, that makes perfect sense. Did you guys read descriptions of the trailer? What do you, any thoughts about the um, Avengers uh, Infinity War trailer? I personally have read through you know the, the parts that people basically described online. I know a lot of people were very excited for it. I mm-hmm. just know that they said that the, the footage that they did reveal for Infinity War was beyond expectations. Um, and this isn't just coming from Marvel fanboys and two, because I, I definitely feel like we definitely... If you were to listen to this... And you'd sit there and think, well, these guys are just Marvel fanboys. They just hate everything DC. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Like, they just, <laughs> they've been making better movies. Like, Unfortunately, I, yeah. I, in fact, I, reading comics throughout history, like, for myself at least, I've been a DC comic reader for the longest time. Like, I love DC. I just now dipping my toe into Marvel comics. And that's probably because of the movies. Um, but yeah, so, like, I definitely love Marvel, or DC, as far as that goes. But. Man, these, these these mashups, right? <laughs> these mashups yeah. are just so good that Marvels are doing, and like being able to see a, a comic book universe on screen done right is awesome. Uh, one of the other things in this was the fact that Thanos throws a moon at the Earth. That's epic. I mean, that's something that you don't see, in, like you wouldn't think you would see in a movie. And I think one of the best parts about that is that Thanos feels earned. Like he, yeah. he's a villain that we've been hyping for four movies now you know like just kind of like this guy in the background who finally just says i'm gonna do it myself and yeah, he actually does i'm quoting him ex- explicitly Fine. i'm going to do, I'll it do it myself i feel right. like josh Brown is just like sitting here waiting for like you know five years now or however long it's been it's been longer than five years i think just be like is it my turn yet like can i actually get in on this action right and i it's it looks like it's gonna be great i'm hoping i'm hoping 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 that we have a villain that's worthy of a Marvel movie, finally. Like, I feel like we have Loki, and I would argue that uh, the Vulture uh, was good as a villain, like, actually earned. But other than that, there hasn't really been villains where I'm like, yay. I think hope, hopefully Hela can... Hela could be, Hela, but... I have to be a great villain. I'm so excited for her. I mean, she, look, she looks fantastic. And there... So there are some shots in the trailer. Um, there's, like, a... There's a space battle, and it's, like, all dark behind her, and they look... Oh my god! It this looks like a painting. Yeah, yeah it, it looks it, like a masterpiece. Yeah, it, it, we're it, it, we're talking about the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Yeah, yeah it, just so everyone knows. Yeah, it, it it looks like it looks like you know the the, the two page panels you'd see in comic books. Yeah. And it just looks so awesome. Like her eyes, it's like all you can see are her eyes and like her horns, and like it's 
so good. <laughs> All right. Um, so they did announce some information about Captain Marvel. They didn't show any footage. Brie Larson was there, so like they. They, they had images. yeah. They showed the images. What she's going to look like? Exactly what we thought she was going to look like. They kept the same costume, which is great. I love the Captain Marvel outfit. Um, but they did announce it's going to be a period piece. It's going to be set in the nineties. It's going to, so that as far as the Marvel MCU goes, like the timeline goes, that's before Iron Man. So this movie is taking place before Iron Man, and it's going to have the scrolls in it, which I thought was a thing they couldn't use because of the Fantastic Four, but somehow they had the rights back to it. I think when they renegotiated for Ego, the scrolls were incorporated oh. into that negotiation. You're, you're breaking I, my heart, because I really thought, I thought for sure that it was going to be because they got the rights back for uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, no. <laughs> that will never happen. They had the Chitari originally, yeah. and that's the Chitari were supposed to be scrolls, but they couldn't use the scrolls, so that's why they used the Chitari, yeah. and then they renegotiated, and I think that's what they got. I thought they couldn't use the super scrolls. They couldn't use scrolls at all. The scrolls at all were part of the the Fantastic Four licensing, yes. so they that's why we haven't seen it. Now, it's interesting that it's a period piece set in the 90s with the scrolls, because if anyone knows comics, you have the Secret War, which was scrolls invading by pretending to be humans. I'm wondering if this is all setting up a way for them to actually have some of the characters be Skrulls this whole time and us not know it. That is, that is something that what? happens in the, that something that 100% happens in the comics. There, it's happened so many times where you'll find out like, oh, that wasn't Wasp, that was actually a Skrull you were in love with. And Natalie I think, Portman is a scroll. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why she hasn't been in any of the movies. Um, I wanted to bring up that we had some criticisms earlier for DC about copying Marvel's, uh, the way that they manage their movies. But when you look at this, Wonder Woman's already come out, the first female-led superhero movie within the two universes. And now you have, so Wonder Woman's a, a, a female-led superhero movie that is a uh, time piece it's, it's set in a, a period piece a period me. piece and now we have so a female-led superhero movie that is now a period piece oh my gosh <laughs> i mean we talk about copying they they for all their their existence they've always taken from each other it's just a thing that the comics have always done i completely agree <laughs> uh bruno you have any thoughts on uh I, you probably don't know much about the scrolls do you i uh, know kind of stuff. like literally not okay just hearing hearing the fact that it's a 90s movie with uh, Captain Marvel, a female-led comic movie, what do you think? Are you thinking this is going to be them copying DC, or do you feel like this is like... Well, I feel like their script was written way before Wonder Woman was... Probably. You know, any trailer or anything came out for that. So, uh, it just it's a happenstance here. Uh, but, I, I mean, they could have copied uh, whatever. I'm not saying they're copying. Correct. I'm saying that we criticize DC. Why can't we criticize Marvel? They've been I, yeah. doing it from the beginning. Both have been stealing from no, each no, other. No, no, you're since exactly right. <laughs> we, yeah. we can't criticize Marvel. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love Marvel. It's in our contract, guys. I mean, yeah. That's the only reason why we're on the air. They gave uh, me this mic. <laughs> they said the mic, right? It has the Marvel logo on it. Um, that being said, honestly, and I'm going to probably get a lot of flack for this. I thought the Wonder Woman movie was okay. Like, great, we have a superhero movie that's female-led. We needed it for a long time. I think Captain Marvel is going to be way better than Wonder Woman. And I think it's going it's to show. And you can argue this all you want with me. Wonder <laughs> Woman was okay. And that's why I got... I'm not going to argue with you because, I mean, you're wrong. <laughs> that's it. Like, I, can't, I can't convince you if you really feel like you're correct, but... Um, I hope that Captain Marvel is better because I thought Wonder Woman was, was fantastic. So if it's better than that, great. All in on your side. I'm, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really. I don't. 
I don't really have an opinion on like it being in the '90s. Like, I think maybe that's kind of weird, because I, how is that going to tie in with everything else? It's weird that we never heard of Captain Marvel since she's before Iron Man in the whole cinematic universe. We will never have heard of Captain Marvel mentioned once. That right. is kind of weird. Maybe they tie it up at the end. She something happens. I'm sure they're going to explain it away. Yeah. All of the yeah. thousands. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope that they don't do the thing with the scrolls. Where like, oh, this person's actually a scroll because like. I hate that kind of <laughs> shit in the comics. It's so annoying. Like, like, oh, we made a mistake doing this. Oh, wait, maybe we should just make them a scroll and make it go away. Retconning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's classic retconning. It's just like, hey, we don't like this character. Let's write them out by having them be something else the whole time. It, it would be cheap. It would be. Brennan, what do you think? I just hope they have All Star in the track or in the soundtrack for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be fantastic. I also hope that there's a there's a TV somewhere playing Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, I'll be okay with it. Now I'm super excited for that. Like even more excited than I was before. I do think a '90s like pop culture references could be awesome because it was awesome to have all the pop culture references in the Guardians of the Galaxy with the music he's listening to and that kind of stuff. So having that for the 90s, you know, Nirvana, like, it could be awesome. It really could be. It's pandering in all the right ways. Exactly. I'm okay with pandering. These are comic book movies. They should be pandering. They should be over the top. They should be fun. Yeah. On top of Captain Marvel and the whole scroll thing, they did... They did announce they're doing a Doctor Doom movie as well, with no Fantastic Four related. And by them, you mean that Fox announced Fox that they're announced. doing a Fantastic yes. Four movie? Kind of. Yeah. We don't know much more about it than that, though, so that's that's all you get for that. I don't know. like they're, So they're doing a, a Doctor Doom movie without the Fantastic Four. They're doing a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Like, why can't these people just sell the goddamn rights back to Marvel? Money. And make... But no... Like make make the make the deal lucrative for them too. Yeah. Do what they did with with Spider Man. Like I really feel feel like they could really benefit by making it with Spider Man. But with that said, I honestly, if if Fox were to sell the rights or do something like that with um, the X Men, I might not like that. I you know Fox can keep X Men. They're actually doing they're doing pretty good. If 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 we forget X Men three mm-hmm. ever happened. It's easy enough to do because it's, well, I mean, you watch easy. it once and then you never watch it again. Yeah, I mean, it's easy. <laughs> but, I mean, they actually did. They retconned it yeah. in, in their universe. And I'm it's really good. I'm totally fine with what they're doing with X-Men. But their treatment of Fantastic Four is abysmal. Like, the Fantastic Four is one of the most important Marvel families. They're, like, one, of the, one of the first. Yeah, they're, they're one of the first, like, superhero teams. And they should be treated with like more respect than their yeah yeah thank you that's one of those that they announce if they announce another fantastic four i don't care i don't watch the trailers i do nothing with it there's i just don't care they've screwed it up so many times that it's i'm done until the fantastic four is in the mcu's hands like i would say you why would we have any reason to put trust in them again because they rebooted it and they did worse Mm-hmm. They did worse the second time around. <laughs> Which was hard okay. to do. Yeah. Yeah, they still manage it. I, I don't know. I feel like one of these. this is a situation where they're contractually obligated to make a Fantastic Four movie or they lose the rights. So they're just going to keep on pumping out crappy movie after crappy movie until they figure it out, and that's terrible. Like, why are you even keeping the rights in that? If that's what well, you're going to do with it. Didn't the last Fantastic Four movie not even break even? Like, didn't, wasn't it considered a flop? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, and they also, like, the director, I really like the director, unfortunately. He's the one that did Chronicle, I believe. And he was really upset about it because he was like, oh, they completely changed what I had in mind. They Like, if you look at early trailers for that movie, they even changed the color of the planets. Like, it was weird. It's like the lava planet they were on, they turned it green for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Just a lot of because random Because Dr. green. <laughs> well, apparently. That's why. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't see the last movie. I'm not going to lie. Oh, don't. I, no. <laughs> no. I, I, no. I had no urge to see the last Fantastic Four after seeing all the bad reviews. I was like, okay, I'm out. 
What? Who who played Johnny Storm in that? Michael Jordan. No, no Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He was he, he was the best part of that movie. What's uh is he is he the guy in the new Creed movie? Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is great. And he is the new villain in Black Panther. Yes, he, he is. is. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's amazing actor. He uh, joins the forever growing pantheon of uh, jumping ship. Yeah, jumping ship yeah. from <laughs> Fox's uh, Fantastic Four to Marvel MCU. Uh, he couldn't really jump the ship. The ship was already it way, sunk. Yeah, way sunk. He, he just swam, swam off the wreck. Yeah, he so, swam off. He swam away from the wreck. So we have Ben Affleck jumping ship. We have uh, Ryan Reynolds jumping ship. We have Michael B. Jordan jumping ship from all those shitty movies. And then even uh, who's the first fan? Who was the guy uh, who played Chris Evans? Left. Yeah, Chris, oh, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Johnny Storm. He was the other Johnny Storm in the last. He was a really good Johnny Storm too. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it when Chris Evans is like a cocky character because he's <laughs> he's oh he's so good. All right, but okay. So that kind of wraps up the whole news segment of the podcast. We're gonna have a second segment in every episode and it's going to be like a revolving door of what we're going to talk about just so that way we can kind of grow the topics about what expanded universes are what our family exp- our favorite expanded universes are that kind of stuff uh so i figure since this is the first episode maybe we should discuss what movies exactly count as expanded universe you know franchises mm-hmm. is it because it's fast and the furious of expanded universe is you know the the x-men movies expanded universe that kind of stuff for myself, I feel like Expanding Universe has to be two or more movies that have the same universe, but not the same characters. Mm-hmm. They can have cameos in the other movies, but they're not the main characters. So it can't follow the same set of characters, but it's still set in the same universe. I feel like that's probably a broad enough term and doesn't you know exclude anything. Is there anything you guys think should be included in that that might not be? If we're, if we're talking, if we're, let's look at your definition. So that means like, we can kind of talk about X-Men because like if yep. you think about it there's a lot of there's too many X-Men to like follow all of them but you still are always like following the same core people so does the new X-Men count because you're following you're, Mag- Magneto, Xavier I feel like it counts because not only do you have that but you also have the fact that you have Deadpool now mm-hmm. and, and they're in the Logan. same universe uh, well, they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're supposed to be, but there's no proof. No, I mean, they're, they they just say, "Oh, you guys are X Men," and like that's it. There's no there's no proof that they're the same X Men or whatever. Do we include in the cinematic universe the TV shows? Personally, I have, don't think so. We have Runaways coming up, yeah, which is about the children of evil X Men. Legion, Legion, Legion yeah. was fantastic. Exactly, Legion's about Xavier's son. But is Le- do they connect those to the cinematic or to the movie universe? Well, uh, we yes. just know that by yes. the comic. Yes, they do. So they have the same actors. Like, are they? Well, they, don't they have, have the same, same, same wheelchair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick Stewart has said that he would be on Legion if they asked him to. All right, all right. I, I feel like that could count then. Yeah, Brandon? yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess. One thing that you mentioned, the idea is like the show is called Filmiverse. So I thought, like, yeah, the yeah. goal was to, to stick to films as much as as much as Legion may fall into Fox's overall arc for cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. I would like to. I think it's best if we stick to films for now. But we could at least acknowledge the fact that yes, maybe maybe there is a grander universe here. Because we're not going to talk about the Marvel Netflix series, you know. Oh my god, I would love to, but well, there's just yeah. yeah. So it's I get what you're saying. Day. I'll yeah, agree yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I think so we, we'll keep TV shows out of it. Yeah, keep probably a good idea. However, 
the the Netflix shows for Marvel are part of the official MCU. Correct. That's true. So they, they were they, they would they would be fair game if we were talking about TV shows. Uh, so one thing that we we were talking about the idea of does X Men fall into a cinematic universe, and we we brought up that we're not one hundred percent certain if Deadpool falls into the X Men cinematic universe. But why I, would it not? But I was under the impression that there was an extended scene where Deadpool actually has a metal detector and he finds Logan's corpse from the end of Logan. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Logan dies at the end of Logan. Son of a bitch. That's true. I was okay, so the only reason I say that does count is because they have announced outside the movies that they are connected and they're coming up with like uh, the X-Force movies and that kind of stuff. They're, they're making movies around that set of characters that are definitely going to be the things that I feel like are less likely, like, would we consider Lord of the Rings in The Hobbit? Like, is that, does that make an expanding universe or not? Okay, so uh, back to Deadpool. I mean, it's not like I don't want to talk about Deadpool. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, up until now, yeah, we know that there that there's X Men, but they're not they're they haven't connected them except for maybe this this trailer. Yeah. But talking about Lord of the Rings, yes, because. Okay. It, it, it follows your criteria. It does. In that, in that we have one universe. Now you have Gandalf in both places, but the story does not follow Frodo. Lord of the Rings was Frodo's story, and Bilbo Baggins' story was The Hobbit. I would say that's an expanded universe. Bilbo but, is but in Lord of the Rings, though. But he's, but not, he's, not, the he's not the main character. Yeah, yeah, cameo. They're, they're also, they're also um, going to have... Like they're they're making five movies from Sil- the Silmarillion. Yes. Are they actually going to do that? Yeah. That's what I've been hearing. Oh boy. Yeah. Absolutely no I don't reason know how not I feel to about because that. the other movies make so much money. Well, they would have to do five because the Silmarillion is so thick with lore that you could not put that all. In yeah, one. I mean the Silmarillion is the universe. Like mm-hmm. if you make movies about it, you're we're actually making the cinematic universe for Lord of the Rings. I'm definitely in the minority, and that I'm not excited about that at all. I don't think a lot of people are actually right now. I, after the the lukewarm response of Lord of the or of the Hobbit. Series, I, I, I wasn't even a big fan of uh, Lord of the Rings. Now you're personally. crazy. I, I no. probably am. It was just so Hashtag long. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be the title of this. You are. You're, I'm you're, just, you're two for two. Yeah. Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman. Hey, just because I'm in the minority doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. So the, we're counting Lord of the Rings. Yes. That, that counts. We're not including TV shows. Correct. I feel like the only thing I would have a caveat for that is if there's a situation where the TV show crosses with the movie universe, we can like talk about Shield? Well, like where there's like an episode, like for example, there was an episode in Shield where Nick Fury comes in. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know that's okay to talk about that one episode, but not like the whole entire series. We so didn't have to keep up with it or anything like that. There was a you know, one of the major plot points of the of the TV show is that what happened from the events of Captain America: Winter Soldier. Like Shield was, um, they were dismantled. Well, how then, about we add this criteria then? If the TV show affects the movie. Not the other way around, because a lot of times oh. we see the movies affect the TV shows, but yeah. we never see it go the other way. Okay. Uh, well, we won't, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the bastard redheaded stepchild of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Agent Carter says hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The first season is fantastic. It was. The second season doesn't exist in my mind anymore. The second season was awful, and like the first season, I was just getting so annoyed with like all the sexism. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah. Like, like That's a point, though. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, oh, we get we get it. We get it. Anything else that you guys can think of as far as shows that could, or TV show movies, I mean, that could fit into this, but maybe we haven't talked about? Um, I mean, we could talk about uh, 
Quentin Tarantino movies because there is theoretically they're all in the same universe. There are there is evidence possibly to um, uh, link them all together. Yes, thank you. Words. Well, if we're just looking at names, like we go to Jurassic Park. I would love to talk. I about mean, that. Jurassic Park counts now. I mean, with the events of Jurassic World, it has like none of the same characters in it, and it still is affected by. It. So we have an extended universe with Jurassic Park, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I'm probably in the minority here, though I have been kind of forcing Bruno down this path. The Alien universe is is real. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Because of Prometheus and Alien. You're <laughs> so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you're right. I finally watched Alien and, and Alien. Predator by extension. And I've seen Prometheus. Ooh. Yeah, Predator. Very good. Oh, God, can we talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger and their bro handshake? I love that. Um, no, but yeah, Alien I mean, and Alien was fantastic. He, he, I've seen Prometheus. I'm still trying to catch up on the rest of them, but. Now, they're my question would be mind, something like Conjuring, like, is, is that, are we, are Paranormal Activity, I mean, like, I guess there's Expanded Universe there. I don't watch horror movies, so I'm, this is completely out of my wheelhouse, but, like. I wouldn't include Paranormal Activity, because it's all about the same demonic presence affecting other families that are related. What about, like, so then you bring in Annabelle, <laughs> yeah. and you bring in those movies. Aren't those part of the same, or is that different? Paranormal Activity is not connected to those, but Annabelle is connected to The Conjuring, because the mm-hmm. people from The Conjuring are also okay. the people so, from. That's what I'm thinking of. Conjuring. So we could talk about them. Universe? We couldn't talk about paranormal. Okay, gotcha. So Conjuring would be, horror, but depends on if everyone else wants to. I just want to talk about comic book stuff. Yeah, I would say I'll talk about horror, but um, I'm not gonna watch them by myself or at night. So uh, uh, we can we can watch them. We do Sunday morning Ooh. Sunday morning horror movies. Place. Yes, <laughs> I'm a big wuss when it comes to horror movies. Uh, but yeah, no Alien. I grew up watching the, the Alien movies, and like to, I feel like that counts. Fair. And yeah. not to mention Alien is also transcended into comic book realm like there yeah. are a lot of comic books about the alien isn't that universe. where alien versus games. predator started was mm-hmm. in the comics first yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that i don't know why or what i guess they just took two hey. alien species and well, said the predator is fighting with archie yeah so. i'm gonna say there's archie versus predator I, I heard batman has killed two predators as well like, yeah batman and versus predator has been thing and the reason why they linked them is because at the end of predator 2 uh when he goes up onto the spaceship for the predators we see an alien skull that's where the first link came yeah, from. yeah yeah um all right but i feel like we kind of got an idea then what we're going to be covering in this show star wars obviously counts because it's expanded yeah, universe. yeah it's funny this is like one of the well i guess we did talk yeah about we talked about star wars at the very beginning but yeah it, it's star wars it's, is a massive expanded universe. yeah that's kind of where this whole thing started with the you know expanded universe idea it is it is a it, well it was a massive expanded universe <laughs> it's no longer yeah yeah now it's just down a lot to, of legends <laughs> now Clone it's just Wars in the movies yeah and, and the comics rebels rebels that's true anything, new comic did, anything that's happened since disney bought the rights to uh star wars is now considered canon and awesome. they're all equal canon thank you disney yes disney yeah. save star wars. actually the comic books i was reading this morning were the new darth vader one. because of that the games are not canon yes the games are they not were canon. almost canon but they took out a scene from clone wars that made it not canon yep Although I would really, really, really love if they did Old Republic as a movie. I want that to be one of the anthology movies is the Old Republic. That would be awesome. That is a that is a deep, dark hole that I would love to go down with oh, you. That would be so great. Okay, uh, well, let's wrap this up before we keep on talking about nerd stuff. Um, Why? <laughs> because we have to... Like three hours yeah. long. We can <laughs> save stuff for next camera. week, all right? All right, well, thank you guys for joining us for the first inaugural episode of Filmiverse. If you liked it, let us know. Uh... We have a Twitter account, uh, The Filmiverse, and that's all we have so far. 
Uh, can I tweet stuff from it? You can. I yes. will maybe give you the password. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not Bruno because he's been wrong the most. Oh my god. <laughs> What's all this anti wonder or uh, Wonder Woman stuff on the No, one? it's not bad. It just it was it was okay. I mean okay. We're not it was talking good. about it's, it. Sorry, god. sorry. Alright, well, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Alcior. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Nerd.